This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry, bringing to you the Short Talk Bulletin, published by the Masonic Service Association of North America every month since 1923. This, the Short Talk Bulletin podcast, is produced in cooperation with the MSA and is made possible with the generous support of a grant from the Grand Lodge AFNAM of Minnesota. This is Brother David Kantz of United Lodge No. 8, Brunswick, Maine, presenting to you Volume 72, Number 6, June 1994. The Blue Blanket, written by Worshipful Brother E.N. P. Watson. Brother Watson is a member of the Lodge of Journeyman Masons No. 8. The Blue Blanket is a Scottish craft banner of great antiquity about which several books and articles have been written. Most, if not all, of those histories, including my own lodge history, contain many inaccuracies due to the fact that the main reference used has been Alexander Pennequick's History of the Blue Blanket. Unfortunately, several Masonic encyclopedias have also used this as a source for reference. The story of the Blue Blanket has become almost a myth in Edinburgh. The true story of the Blue Blanket is so interesting, it is not necessary to embellish it with fiction. The Blue Blanket is not mentioned by any historian prior to 1482, but Pennequick states that it is highly probable that the origin of the Blue Blanket dates back to the First Crusade, 1096 to 1099. The story goes that a number of Scottish craftsmen rallied to the Christian cause, and as a sign of recognition they carried with them a banner which they hoped to plant on the walls of Jerusalem. This banner was supposed to carry the inscription, In thy good pleasure, Build thou the walls of Jerusalem, from Psalm 51. The banner at this time was reputedly called the Banner of the Holy Ghost, and those who served under it the Knights of the Holy Ghost. In his book, Pennequick quotes some vague French references. He also writes about Pope Urban II and King William I of Scotland as contemporaries which they could not possibly have been. The former died in 1099, while the latter was born in 1143. It is possible that he has mistaken King William II of England for King William I of Scotland. In addition, he states that on their return from the crusade, they dedicated this banner to St. Aloy in St. Giles Church in Edinburgh. The chapel of St. Aloy, patron saint of the Hammermen of Edinburgh, situated in St. Giles Church, was not built until several centuries later, about the beginning of the 15th century. The most likely date of the origin of the Blue Blanket was in 1482. King James III of Scotland appointed several commoner friends to positions of title and trust. Among those friends was one Robert Cochrane, of whom he conferred the titles the Earl of Mar and the Secretary of State. Cochrane was already the King's Master Mason, and was, possibly, the architect of the Great Hall and Stirling Castle. These elevations in rank incensed the nobility since they were of the opinion that no man of such low birth should ever be given a title, no matter how much he deserved it. In July 1482, King James III assembled his army on the Borough Moor. At that time, a large expanse of countryside outside of Edinburgh, but now an area within the city boundary. When the army reached Louder, a small town south of Edinburgh, the nobles, led by Archibald Douglas, Earl of Angus, rebelled and seized Cochrane and several others. They hanged Cochrane and the others at Louder Bridge, and thereafter imprisoned the king in Edinburgh Castle. 
the king was held under the supervision of two of his uncles, the Earl of Athol and the Earl of Buchan. The country was in great turmoil and was in conflict with the English, who were looking for recompense over the payment of the dowry of the King of England's daughter, Edward IV, Lady Cecily. The English had marched an army of 10,000 men, led by the Duke of Gloucester, later King Richard III, and were camped on the Boromar. The Queen sought help from Provost William Bertram. The Provost and the community took to repay the dowry which amounted to the sum of 6,000 merks. The merk was an ancient form of money in Scotland. This act stopped the threat of attack by the English. Bertram then rallied the craftsmen who approached the steward of the castle, and the king was set free. King James III rewarded the city with many honors. The list of privileges and honors was called the Golden Charter. The craftsmen were given a banner by the king, which the queen personally inscribed with a saltier, St. Andrew's cross, a thistle, an imperial crown, and a hammer as well as the following words. Fear God and honor ye king with a long life and prosperous reign, and we shall ever pray to be faithful for ye defense of his sacred majesty's royal person till death. The king decreed that the banner should be called the standard of the crafts within the burg. This banner was one of the first to use the thistle as a symbol of Scotland. The banner affectionately became known as the blue blanket from its background color, which reflects the background of the Scottish flag. The Hammermen of Edinburgh were the guardians of this craft banner. The Hammermen Guild included the crafts of blacksmiths, goldsmiths, lorimers, saddlers, cutlers, buckle makers, and armorers, amongst others. The Hammermen seal included an effigy of St. Aloy. According to the first charter of the Hammermen, each applicant for membership was examined by the deacon and the masters of their respective craft to determine their worthiness. In 1496, the Hammermen received a grant of the Chapel of St. Aloy in St. Giles' Church and hung the blue blanket there. They were to pay 40 shillings for the care and upkeep of the altar and its priest. Any member found guilty of a breach of the laws of the charter were fined eight Scots shillings which went toward the support of the corporation's altar of St. Aloy in the Church of St. Giles. One of the worst defeats ever inflicted on a Scottish army happened during the summer of 1513. King James IV of Scotland declared war on England, and like James III, assembled his army on the Boromura. It is probable that the army was 50,000 strong, although estimates as high as 100,000 have been suggested, with another 10,000 men joining as it headed south into England. According to tradition, Provost Alexander Lauder of Blythe led the burghers and craftsmen out of the city by the west town gate to assemble with the rest of the king's army on the Boromar. These craftsmen carried the blue blanket with them to Flodden in the north of England. The Battle of Flodden was a disaster for the Scots. However, unlike many of the Scottish banners at Flodden, the blue blanket survived and was returned to Edinburgh. King James VI, the first of England, had cause to criticize the craftsman's work. The craftsman displayed the blue blanket to remind him that he had no divine right to do so. King James VI wrote in his Basilicon Doron, or Book of Instruction, to his son, Prince Henry, They think we should be content with their work, how bad and dear soever it may be. And if they be in anything controlled, 
up goeth the blue blanket. The Protestant faith that made the people of Edinburgh more aware of their rights and the lower classes of society became a formidable force. The blue blanket is held in the care of Deacon Convenor of Trades. During the mid-18th century, the banner was displayed every time the Deacon Convenor and his court sat in judgment in any craft dispute. Over the centuries, several blue blankets have been made. The original banner was 10 feet 2 inches long by 6 feet 6 inches wide. The Museum of Antiquities, Edinburgh, claim they have one of those blue blankets, but I believe it is a copy of the Lodge of Journeyman Mason's banner, since we have an identical one in our lodge rooms. The only blue blanket I know of is a 17th century replica in the Trades Maiden Hospital, Edinburgh. This is displayed in a beautifully carved frame, which was presented by three members of the Lodge of Journeyman Masons No. 8, who emigrated to California in 1870. The Lodge of Journeyman Masons holds the right to carry the blue blanket, since it is the oldest operative lodge in the city of Edinburgh. As all the crafts were included in the incorporation of Hammerman, which was responsible for the banner, it was fitting that the blue blanket be entrusted to the representatives of one of the constituent crafts. The Lodge of Journeyman Masons No. 8 has carried the banner on four occasions at the laying of foundation stones. Number 1. The Old Grand Lodge Hall on June 24, 1858. On this occasion, the blue blanket was presented in the grounds of Holyrood Palace to the Lodge of Journeymen Masons No. 8 by the Deacon Convener of Trades in the presence of 4,000 Masons. Number 2. The Wallace Monument, Sterling, on June 24, 1861. Number 3. The New Royal Infirmary, Edinburgh, on July 4, 1867. Number 4. The Duke of Athol's Memorial, Logeriat, Perthshire, on August 10, 1868. The blue blanket is the motif displayed on the tie of the Lodge of Journeyman Masons No. 8 and holds a special place in the hearts of the brethren from that famous lodge. This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry. And this has been the Short Talk Bulletin Podcast. Produced in cooperation with the Masonic Service Association of North America for the purpose of providing a common stock of vetted Masonic information to all of the constituent lodges of all of the member jurisdictions, and is made possible through a generous grant from the Grand Lodge AFNAM of Minnesota, who have been engaging and inspiring good men who believe in a supreme being to live according to the Masonic tenets of Bro.